0: Thank you for joining me for another episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. Appreciate you being here. Remember when I said that I would bring you people who were dynamic, who were doing some great work in the world, and knew things that I just didn't know? I would go get the experts in the fields and have them here. This episode, I am so thrilled to introduce you, maybe you already know him, but introduce you if you don't, to Misha Rubin. Um, He is a creator of transformational career programs that really are applicable to every one of us, any of us, no matter where we are in life. He has programs for for kids in school. He has programs for the mid-place career person for leaders, for CEOs, for corporations, and he brings his experience as a partner of Ernst & Young for 20 years, and or with them for 20, partner for five years, and all of that experience, but also what's really spoke to me, he understands what it's like to be in a career that's fantastic, that provides, that you know, brings connection and financial support, but not really feel lit up about it and not feel like it's a representation of who he truly was. So he actually made the leap and he has a business and a, a programs called The Career Leap. And you can find him on thecareerleap.com, but we'll link all that in the notes and all the posts. I had such a wonderful time speaking with him And having my yeah 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 and I get a little excited because it's so nice to have conversations with those that have similar perceptions who are doing work that can be collaborative to what you're doing or totally different to what you're doing and you know bringing the skill set that they offer and he definitely does and he has some great comments and some directions on how to even decide if it's time for you to consider moving into a new position a new job or starting your own business or going back to school any of those things that as a soul and a human we are always going to be considering and expanding on and isn't it lovely to be able to hear from someone who has created programs and step-by-step direction. As much as I love the intuitive, non-physical, direct me to the connections and everything, oh man, I do love a plan. So I hope you'll enjoy this. I know you'll enjoy this conversation to speak a little boldly because he's kind, he's open, and he has a wonderful way of describing how we can all be in our worlds and in our careers. So here you go, Misha Rubin. Misha, thank you so much for taking time, for coming in, bringing your coming in. I still talk like I'm in the studio for coming on and uh, bringing your expertise. I'm very intrigued by the work you do, intuitively intrigued as well as from a very practical um, and I think effective place I just felt drawn to the work that you do and I always think people can describe it better than I can ever do so thank you for coming on and can you intro yourself and just let the best listeners in the world my (laughs) podcast listeners um, know what you do what you bring how we can learn from you
1: Great, Vicky. Thank you. It's First of all, it's truly my pleasure to be on your podcast. So I am an entrepreneur. I'm a career educator and a speaker. So my really area that I want to, the problem that I want to solve in the world is that there is a lot of people in the world that kind of resigned around their career. They have these careers that are not meaningful, not fulfilling. They probably, there were some decision process, even from you know from education perspective that they were making. Um, they were they, they probably didn't have good criteria of how to pick their careers and why they picked. I know there is a lot of practical things in the mm-hmm. world that we have to deal with, with humans. And combined with that we have like a large population. I, I would say probably over 80% of people are not like a, not loving their jobs, you mm-hmm. know? And, and my, my mission in life is to fill the world with empowered, impactful humans. You know, those are people that know who they are. Mm. They live their life and do their work with an alignment with their values. They make the type of difference they know they could and should be doing. Mm-hmm. They are empowered to initiate the change. Mm-hmm. And what's really important to me, they, they set a, an awesome example for their kids mm. of how to live purposeful life. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I do.
0: I love it. That's well. That's part of why I felt the pull then um, to get you in here because I've I believe that the work I do is to help people feel um, empowered, not from a just a word state, but from fully integrated. Bring that soul in, bring that heart in. Love what you're doing here. Bring that out into the world. I call it the ripple effect, right? Because it goes yeah. out. And the more that we're modeling that, I feel like we can kind of close this gap up of m- miserable humanness. Um, yeah, you
1: got it. <laughs> exactly. That's the, it's suffocating. You know, it's yeah. this feeling when it's suffoc- you suffocate when you feel stuck where you don't know what else you could do. Like that's, I, I totally relate to that miserable <laughs> statement that you made.
0: <laughs> it is that it's, it's sometimes for myself as because I'm so empathic when someone comes to me for help, like I feel what they're going through. So almost every session is like, wow. Okay, yeah, we have to move that. Um, and, and we have to do it in a way that we understand ourselves, but it's also very practical. Like, you're not just going to wish yourself into a new position or into a new career. Right. I know law of attraction is great, but you're not going to wave a wand and just beam yourself there. However you can align by, like, knowing who you are and and how you uh, want to be in the world. Like, what you want to bring the world. And it doesn't have to be this big, huge stage. Like, I feel like when someone is aligned... And they really know themselves they have that surety of self like that lends to their community and it can be in hopefully is in whatever they love to do so i read a little bit about you and i know that you have a a background in corporate and and big corporate like sometimes we'll say corporate and we i think a corporate america ends up with like this tissue, or, you know, Kleenex or Band-Aid or something, right? It just gets a label and everybody thinks it's the same throughout. I am curious because a lot of the people that listen to this are ones that are interested in their transition and in their lining up with the work that they want to do and bring the world and they want to do good in the world. It's terrible English, but they want to do good in the world. Um, Did you have that moment? Is that how you got to this career leap, love the name, um, that you're now helping others to do, to teach them? Like, did you have that quote-unquote aha moment?
1: I had a few. Oh,
0: good, good. Yeah, there's usually (laughs) a trend, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, there are are actually two key moments. So one was when I was, um, so I'm sitting in a meeting, in a conference room, like a real conference room before the quarantine with walls and (laughs) whiteboards. Remember those days, people? (laughs) Yes, exactly, with real people sitting in front of me. And we were discussing the next set of service offerings to our clients, which were for the most part uh, large banks. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was a partner in one of the largest management consulting Firms in the world, I was more successful than I could ever imagine as an immigrant coming to the United States, and I was what I call a competent, unfulfilled professional. So that's somebody who is good enough at what they do and maybe even successful enough, but not fulfilled in their jobs. And probably some of your listeners might start recognizing themselves, kind of in in that statement. So I'm sitting in the meeting and. You know, everybody's talking. There's a lot of opinions flying, and then I, I hear myself speak in my work voice, you know, the serious yeah. voice, saying serious things. And and as I'm speaking, I hear my quiet voice, that tells me, this is not aligned with who you are anymore. Mm-hmm. And it felt like that was the time that I had to make a choice. It was like Misha, it, you have to make a choice, because on one side I had this great career, right? That like like a great trophy uh that on the surface looked so good but on an inside it was soul wrenching for me it was really even even when i became a partner it felt like i was wasting my life away you Mm -hmm. know and that was on one side and on the other side there was something that i didn't know what it was i really didn't have any idea what it was Mm -hmm. so it was terrifying beyond words because you know i am a breadwinner in my family i have be young children and I have no idea what I would do Mm -hmm. but I knew that that was the time that that was that I made that choice
0: and that's such a brilliant statement because a lot of the well my podcast intuition your first sense right so I truly believe our that voice inside our intuition is guiding us to that alignment and but listening is so hard and it's scary and it's like when we realize that we don't want to do this anymore, I think that's a powerful statement too, because this isn't this doesn't line up with who you are anymore, is what you said i I think it's important for people to see themselves as in progress, right? right. We're constantly hopefully expanding and growing. Some might stagnate, that's fine. Um, but this growing, I think it's that contrast, like whatever was shifting within you, probably the little ones coming into your home, helping you with that, because um, those little beacons will have us reevaluating our lives and uh, what lines up with you. But that fear, so the thing that is that I hear with my human ears is that your work that you do now encompasses what you did before because we're all, you know, cumulation oh of yeah, where you know, we like, are.
1: Yeah, so let me tell you about the second moment because that's okay. all connected. So so at, so at that moment back in the office, I really, I was terrified, right? I was even more terrified to keep going like that because that felt like, like a dead end. It felt like it's really not life worth living, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just really like, who am I becoming, right? so and at that moment I what I didn't know that that I would start several different leaps I'll move from one leap to another and then I would come up with the career leap method that I would develop it that I'll start teaching people that I you know that I'll end up on this podcast with you like I didn't know any of that Mm -hmm. right uh but one July morning and I did a lot of study and I you know I worked with a lot of great teachers and I read a lot of books and I did a lot of self-reflection and meditation and one July morning, I really got to the source why I wasn't fulfilled at my job. I had language for it. I knew how to explain it, how to articulate it. And that was the beginning of the career leap method. Mm-hmm. That's when it started.
0: So you had the the language for career leap came to you, is what exactly. you're saying? I had
1: like this insight uh-huh. that... Yeah suddenly like I could explain why people are not fulfilling a job like really not like a gut feeling not like the intuition thing but I could put it like landed on this earth and explain it like I could tell you exactly why you're not fulfilling a job and how to use these tools to find a meaningful and fulfilling job
0: that's brilliant because it like they having the knowing and feeling that this doesn't resonate and even maybe feeling the dissonance between whatever work you're doing or however you're being in life. It doesn't necessarily have to be career. That's the subject we're talking about. But That that knowing and then being able to formulate a plan, like you said, have the words and then you can go to the next step. So then you obviously bring this to your, your students, to your client base, to the, the companies that you work with. Um, because being able to bring words to stuff, I think that's, I know that that's been a lot of my success As someone will come in, they can feel it, but they can't speak, they don't know what it is, and I love analogies, so a lot of the times I'll be like, you know when you feel this, or when that happens, or um, and then creating a plan from there, it gets to ground it in this world, because we need this in our humanness. So from, but hearing, being able to hear that you've experienced this, so then you also can empathize and lead. because.
1: Well, in, in fact, you know, back to your question, you know, when I had this method, then my career started making sense to me. Okay. Because in my career, I kind of tried it all. You know, I started with changing jobs every two years, hoping that I'll find a meaningful fulfilling job. Mm-hmm. I tried taking a year off to find my passion. You know, I tried that. I tried <laughs> working for 15 years with with a company and becoming mm-hmm. successful, right? And none of that closed this fulfillment gap, but I knew the spaces of stuckness. I knew what it felt like, what it tasted like, what it left people with, how debilitating it is. Mm-hmm. And that's why I can work with people because A, I understand, right. I understand their space. I understand what it is they experiencing. And I understand where to guide them from these stuck points mm-hmm. and where to take them to whatever is next for them.
0: Mm-hmm. And that. And being able to identify that, I think is, well, that's authenticity to me, being able to speak. I know the word gets tossed around a lot, but that's truly being able to speak from that place and have that human connection and the skills to then help someone shift. So you said that you were able to identify some of that stuckness. What are some of the stuckness that you see or (laughs) experience with, with others?
1: Yeah, so, well, you know, underneath the stuckness, there are several beliefs, you know, there are some disempowering beliefs that Mm -hmm. keep people stuck. Um, So one of them, you know, like, I'm too old, (laughs) you know, so that's a common belief, regardless of, by the way, that belief comes up regardless of age. It does. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, In spite of what it seems, it's actually an ageless belief. But the reality of, of the age is that if you 10 years from now will look back on you now saying that you are 12, you will be laughing at yourself and saying you were an idiot. (laughs) And, um, you know, I just have a 72 year old surgeon who joined my program. Why? Because he knows that he might not be able to do surgery for the rest of his life. And he wants to do other things. And he's examining and exploring right now with me. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So there is, so that's but that's kind of this belief that I'm to all that's number one the second one is I don't have right skills Mm -hmm. you know what people miss is that in current environment about 45% of skills becomes irrelevant as we speak just with the way technology and society is moving so the fact that you don't have right skills is like listen nobody has right skills tomorrow Mm -hmm. you know but we live in extraordinary times where the access to learning is unprecedented where you can take programs, there's Coursera, there's YouTube, there are people write books now, Mm -hmm. as never before, you can get an MBA sitting on your couch, you Mm -hmm. can take programs, certificate programs from Ivy League colleges, like, like, think about Mm -hmm. even 10 years ago, who had that access to learning? Mm -hmm. Uh, Nobody did. So when people say they don't have the right skills, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe, Mm -hmm. but listen, your skills will become irrelevant one way or another, and you've got to be gaining new skills. Mm -hmm. So you might as well be proactive about that. So number two. So that's what's number two. And the third one, the real belief also people have is I will never make enough money. Yeah. I will never make enough money doing what I love. That's really like a core thing. And this is how I address that. So we live, as I mentioned, in extraordinary times that no, it's really nobody lived in these times. Mm-hmm. So number one, uh, with quarantine, the acceptance of remote work became unprecedented, mm-hmm. meaning there is many less geographic barriers to your work. So right. you can even be in a small town doesn't matter where, and you can work for a New York firm, you know, you can work for some large corporation or or a small corporation, like really their geography is not as much a limitation right now. So nobody had that before. Number two, our society is going through this really major transformation. I feel like in the past year, we made like a 20-year leap. the ways, And that's impacting how businesses work in some industry. And of course, it comes with certain pain, but... There is a lot of new opportunities and there is a lot of new business ideas and there is a lot of industries of transforming that always creates opportunities. And right now we live at the times of amazing opportunities. Mm-hmm. Number three, there has never been easier time to start your own business. Like for instance, by the way, I'm not saying it's easy to run your own business. I'm saying it's easy to start. Yeah. So yeah. when I came up with a career leap idea, next day I created a web page in an hour I posted an ad on Face, uh, not even an ad, a posting on Facebook and LinkedIn, and I got my first three clients, right? So who had that before? Like, I don't know what it took to start a business 30 years ago, oh, right? I can tell and, you. <laughs> and number four, I talked to you already about learning. Mm-hmm. So when you say that I will never make enough money, doing what i love consider if that's your conversation and i'm talking to your listeners mm-hmm. consider that you are not examining all your options mm-hmm. and the reason people don't examine all their options because actually nobody ever taught us mm-hmm. well we taught zillions of things right mm-hmm. through our lifetime nobody teaches us how do i find right career for myself mm-hmm. how do i know what's right for me Mm-hmm. And that's where the career leap method come into play because I think there is a great void in this education mm-hmm. on all levels. I think it starts from high school when people just start thinking about it 2 right. mid-career professionals. And I think, you know, the time of people having only one career is over so that decision of making career choices will happen multiple times in people's lives. That education is really fundamental to our happiness, Mm. to our fulfillment, to our satisfaction in life. And I think it's such a critical piece
0: missing. And I think with all that, the idea of possibility, like you're talking about, like we can't know for sure, even with a good intuitive track record, you can't know for sure what's going to come down but you can create the path you can create the direction by getting to know your own stuff by getting to know what works for you i've had i work with a lot of executives and the word career comes up a lot and i've asked a couple of them can we change the word career to income producer because once we took the word career off of it they seem to relax a little bit and these are like medical professionals or uh, um professors and people with that it's been kind of indoctrinated into them that in order to progress in order to move into whatever success means for them and not just on a professional level but the whole life level um it's it's sometimes i work a lot with beliefs going into those beliefs to be able to say okay but can we dismantle them kindly not like in a, <laughs> a rude, get rid of that belief way, but in a kind, is that true way? Is it really true? Um, and what would you really like to do? So like your surgeon, he's gifted, obviously, and able to uh, create the life that's interested in him. And, and now what? You know, because we're always yeah. growing
1: so what i work with people so i think fundamentally i think there is a i call it a unique career criteria so that's something very much related uniquely to how you are how you are right now it's not an aspirational thing it's not something that you want to be it's something how you are it's something when you know what it is drives your sense of meaning and fulfillment Mm -hmm. what are your ingredients for being successful Mm -hmm. what is your motivation mechanism like how Mm -hmm. you specifically people motivated in a lot of different ways what is your interpersonal profile What are you not negotiable? So what I work with people is really developing their unique career criteria. And once you have a criteria, then you can actually apply it. You can measure. You can look at different industries. You can look at different organizations. You can look at your bosses. You you know, you can look at business ideas. You can evaluate if you are an entrepreneur, business partner or partners or your Mm -hmm. customers. You can use that as a measuring stick and examine a lot of different careers and opportunities.
0: I love that. I love it because it just opens so much up and it's like, well, what is possible? Let's talk about what's possible and then we can figure out if you can figure out if it lines up with you Um, and then we can do the steps. I agree with you that we've been fast forwarded. Uh, decades where we likely would have arrived in a place of more people working from home. And I call it the gift of the pandemic because there are some gifts uh, of being able to kind of fast forward the idea that this is possible and even brings about more balance in life, which is going to help, you know, any employer, Uh, you know, so I have four people on my team and they're always amazed when I say to them, why are you answering me on Saturday? Go play. And they're like, no, I'm just working. I'm like, go play, go, go do something. Um, Because that balance, I'm grateful that that's when they're working. (laughs) Have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it and communicate with it, with your human senses, as well as your intuition? I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life to create what you'd like to have and most importantly to be able to feel that you belong that you are amazing. And then what would you like to do with that in the world? So head on over to the website, vickibaird.com, check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help. That balance gets brought to the the rest of the life too. Um, So have you seen other things that this uh, last year and a half and likely what we're going to roll into a little bit again um, has helped people to reveal about their worlds?
1: Well, I think that, that year was challenging for a lot of people right? The past, the, this pandemic it's more than a year now, right? It's, yeah, it's a year and a half it's, yeah. it's, um, I think it was a year of a lot of introspection for people because suddenly there was a big change in their routine And then usually the change in the routine, uh, you know, forces you to confront a lot of things. So if you didn't like your job, you probably didn't even like it even less during Mm -hmm. pandemic where you get confronted even more in some Mm -hmm. type of a way. So I think it was a great time to reflect and maybe some people had more time, you know, because they were not commuting. So they had more time to reflect on things. Some people actually lost their jobs. So they actually were forced to think, so what do I do next? Mm -hmm. So I think this year, this year being, Really awakening in good and a bad way for many many people, and I think um, I think it's an amazing time to look for your dream career.
0: I so agree. I feel like sometimes the um, we have to kind of be pushed out of that pushed sometimes to realize we're stuck. Right. Um, you know, pushed also to see the brilliance in something too because. The, that complacency or or like you said earlier that sometimes it's necessity that you're in the work you're in and you know like it, you just got led there almost like a moving sidewalk you know just right. kind of guided you into that next quote-unquote right step and you're like okay this is the next right step okay this is the next right step and then you know the the landscape changes and it's like oh holy heck what do I do here and I had said in some of my videos and stuff in the beginning, just promise me you'll at least ask yourself what you like during this, because that right. just do that. You know, I know there's enough going on, and I feel for those of you who had kiddos at home, um, and and juggling all of that. So, I the sometimes a nudge from the universe isn't such a bad thing, because uh, it can move you, at least have you f- aware of what that busy schedule can hide from you. You know, I I see a lot of people caught up in busyness. And when I say, if I ask them, can you take 10 minutes? Do you have 10 minutes in your day? Can you do that for reflection? They're almost panicked. And I'm like, it's okay. We don't have to do anything about it. We just have to take that time to ask and so that the ahas can show up. Because if you don't pause a little bit, sometimes those ahas are tough to bring in. So what do you see as um a i hesitate to use the word successful because i think it's it can be kind of a tough word for people but like a what's a, an example of a good transition like right. that you've seen in someone that maybe made you as the facilitator just light right up
1: Yeah, let me give you a few examples. And then maybe it would be great for me to talk about a little bit about the method, about how the method works. Perfect. So, you know, one example, there was this woman that came to me. She was an architect. And she basically arrived to the conclusion that it's just impossible to be a woman architect. And the thing is, she worked for this old school, you know, architectural firm. And she felt like, you know, she wasn't heard. And, you know, there were all this, you know, you know, like a little bit of like a boys club where yeah. she felt the hard time and she was just very disappointed in the whole field and she came to me and she said i just want to leave all architecture architecture altogether i want to figure out what i would do next and you know through first of all we um identified her unique career criteria and when we did that she could examine the field of architecture not just the place where she worked but the whole field Mm -hmm. and when she did she found a lot of places that were totally aligned with her values and with her strengths and she said "Misha, i don't want to even explore other industries in fact working with you i remembered why i chose architecture in the first place
0: wonderful
1: so that was an example of a person like falling in love not necessarily with her job but with her field and 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 what she picked you know i just had this beautiful woman who was a nurse for um the past Uh, 30 years um, and she got a great career her kids are older she said you know I'm done with nursing and but I she said you know in her words like there's so many options I don't even know what I should be looking at so when she joined my program and throughout the program she developed the career leap to become a, a holistic wellness coach lovely and she was super excited about it and she decided to go to school you know, um, to to go to grad school. And while doing that, you know, because that, that, that became her a little bit longer-term leap because it will take her a little bit of time to get there. She said, you know, I have a, a yoga teacher certificate. I want to work with other holistic um, healers. In the meantime, I'm done with nursing. So she created an intermediary leap, you know, in the mm-hmm. short time mm-hmm. while she's working on her big leap. Mm-hmm. You know another student of mine. He is just this super talented guy that had a degree in pharmacology, that had his own construction company, that was doing like million. Uh, and, and then he was also uh, a part of the of the um, you know junior garden program in his city. And he was just so talented and could do so many things, and he was trying to do so many things that he just felt so dispersed and not achieving anything and lost. And then again, you know, we work through the criteria, we work through all these things. And, you know, he explored so many leaps because he he can do so many different things if he went this direction. And then he realized that what he really wants to do is to have his own organic farm. He was very committed. First of all, he loved it from childhood and through this um, junior garden program that he was participating in. Second of all, he was very committed to his community and he wanted to bring Uh, education about how to grow food and how to deal with food to his community so that's what he started Mm -hmm. anyway so there's a lot of inspiring stories and some people you know some people leave the program just say you know what i never felt alive like that Mm -hmm. in a long time Mm -hmm. now i see all some people changing how they behave in their current job so there's a lot of interesting things going on
0: I love that aspect that's what's intriguing to me and and gets me excited when somebody says I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and they're like help me because I just love the kind of nerdy side of entrepreneurial life Um, and uh, when you can recognize that the whole picture doesn't have to change because you really are the common denominator. Right. So connecting in with that common denominator and I love the figuring out what you like about what you're doing and like, what are some of the things that could shift? And sometimes it's your right. perspective towards the, towards right. the work you're doing. Yeah. Um, and the big leaps, I, I had a, a client who is, tried to make too big of a leap. And it's funny because I had said to her, there are times I have a, that, I can't get my finger to point to it right there, is a sign that says um, sometimes the only form of transportation is a leap of faith. Right. And I do believe that. However, these smaller leaps, <laughs> you know, the, li- the lily pads to land on um, to get yourself across the pond, like, to create that stability within self, um, it, it, it's important. Because if you're not feeling secure right. in something... it's likely to fall apart. And it's a good time, I think, right now. You said earlier, it's easy to start a business. Not not always the easiest to run it, but, man, I wouldn't do anything else. Uh, (laughs) But it is a good time, I think, to consider what is it that you would like to do because if you line up with that, that lit-up energy is going to be brought to your relationships. It's going to be brought to your community. It's going to be brought to your own health. Um, because maybe you'll want to then take care of self. So, I I love I love this work um, because I feel like a, outside and even within education we don't often have the skill set or the mentors that can help us get there. You know that can understand it, but also like you said, can articulate it. So, can you give us a little idea of what the career leap because you've referenced a program and what people are doing within it and how they can f- connect with their meaningful self and fulfillment and all that. But can you give us a little synopsis of what that looks yeah, like? Yeah, sure, so, sure. I,
1: I, I usually say I can give you a little bit of a blueprint. So uh, the Career Leap method uh, has three pillars. The first pillar is about your – the first one is unique career criteria. So that's – I spoke a little bit about that. Yeah. So it's about articulating who you are. And then when you use, when you have that criteria, then you can develop what I call the career leap map, which is the list of ideas of where and what you could be doing.
0: Ah.
1: And then when you have a lot of ideas and people come up with all types of interesting ideas, <laughs> as you can imagine, then we narrow down. Yeah. It could be one or two ideas. It could be a short-term or long-term leap. You know, some people ex- explore business idea. There is a bunch of things that could happen there. So that's basically the first part. The, the second component, the second pillar of the career leap method, I call it impactful communication. So now when you know who you are and where you're going, you want to be able to articulate to the world in a compelling way why the world should care and listen to you, right? And so this is the time, you know, where I teach There are three principles of impactful communication. The first one is being authentic, so being true to who you are true to what it is you want to solve in the world, or where it is you want to make a difference. The second piece is being relevant. So when you talk to the listening of the other, when you understand, if you're writing a ladder, that you understand who's that person, who's that organization, what it is motivates them. Mm-hmm. And the third one being transparent, meaning you are transparent about what you know, what you don't know, what you have, mm-hmm. what you don't have. That, that's the principles. And basically what I teach people is to identify these types of organizations that part of their leap and that align with their unique career criteria. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, that that the values of organizations, you know, Mm -hmm. are aligned with their values. Right. Mm -hmm. So and then I teach people not it's not the traditional job search is about going to LinkedIn and other, you know, job hunting places and look for positions. But in reality, most of the positions that organization wants to fill before they put it online, they really try to fill it internally. So usually right. put it online when really they didn't find anybody. So building relationships with these organizations. So if you have organizations that actually are aligned with your values, that you want to solve the problem. You know, I teach people how to pursue them. I teach my students how to write magic letters. A magic letter is a form of communication. The reason that I call it magic, because it's designed to produce a nonlinear outcome. Okay. It's where you apply the three principles of impactful communication, being authentic, relevant, and transparent. And when you tell tell your story about who you are, what it is the problem that you want to solve, but in a way that it's relevant to this organization that you're pursuing. And people create, you know, like I, I recently got a, a text from my student and she's like, magic letters work. I'm uh, the CEO invited me for lunch. You know, that, like, because you know, she she wanted to transition from Wall Street to an educational company, for instance, and she wrote a magic letter and here it is. Or that woman, Rebecca, that I talked about that applied to grad school, you know, the application deadline was in April and we wrote a magic letter in June, right?
0: Yeah. But
1: you gotta admit it, you know, because we made right. a case of why. So this form of communication is just super powerful. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we can go to interview but actually, in my philosophy, is not them interviewing you because they, that's their job. Right. It's really you interviewing them right. to make sure that they are the right organization and then how you negotiate. So, so that's the second pillar, right? Mm-hmm. So the first pillar, you know where you are, who you are and where you're heading. The, the second pillar is about getting there through these communications. Everything is in communication, right? And the third pillar I call unstoppable mindset. And a few things happen there. One is I train my people to become masters in uh, dismantling disempowering beliefs. I I developed a whole methodology on how beliefs are actually structured and why we structure them in a particular way. And I train them. And, you know, usually. I know that it works when somebody's talking to me, like when my student is saying something, It's like, oh, that was a disempowering belief. So they catch it themselves and yeah. they, they, they they dismantle it. Yeah. And then I also teach people how to take bold, intentional actions. You know, So if you deal with your disempowering beliefs, first of all, it will open up mm-hmm. all your options of what you're exploring. Second of mm-hmm. all, it will open up how you're pursuing your lead. So this is the time of bold, intentional actions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a bunch of things that I teach them there. But in a way, if you look at all these three pillars, you know, we're applying them in the area of career. But fundamentally, they are designed to create an empowered, impactful human. Maybe not even create, but I usually say we nurture, Mm -hmm. strengthen, and unleash an empowered, impactful human that already you already have that, you already are that. Mm -hmm. It's about taking it into the world and having it make a big difference there.
0: Right. Right. Oh, I, I, I just love everything you just said and I love acronyms. So the authentic, relevant and transparency is art. So the art that you're creating (laughs) and helping to create people are creating in their own lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that, like you said earlier, can be hopefully taught to children and so that they're I'm putting words into this, but what I have felt is if we, even if we heal our own wounds, right? And we understand we're not passing that disbelief or those false beliefs on. And, you know, like I've said to my my kiddo, let me save you 20 years. Let me do the work here so you don't have to do it when you're 40. (laughs) And, you know, to create that world, the whole world, that we want to live in. Um, Because like you said earlier, We're not limited by, um, you know, plane rides or anything like that anymore and connecting with these phenomenal people that exist in the world, which is very exciting to me. Um, So what is it about this work that lights you up? Because we talk about the authentic and meaningful work and fulfillment, and I can hear it in your voice, but I'd like to hear from you. What is it that lights you up about this?
1: Well, this work is fully aligned with who I am. It's aligned with my values. I make a difference. I bring clarity to people I get to for them to manifest amazing things in their lives. Mm -hmm. It uses my gifts and talents that were given to me. It actually works for my life and for my family. So, you know, that's what lights me up, you know, I don't, you know, when I work in the corporate career, the way I was going to bed and waking up is thinking why I am doing this. Now, that question doesn't exist. So that's already kind of kills a, a, a big part of your motivation and your engagement, right? Uh, Now, being entrepreneur, I'm not saying that it's easy. So there's a lot of other problems. But at least I'm very clear why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. So I'm always on on a learn how 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 can I do things better, Mm -hmm. right? So that's and there is a lot of frustrations with how, but it's a different thing. If Mm -hmm. you have a purpose, it all makes sense.
0: Yeah, I I have found I've always liked to you know, figure out problems. I won't say solve because it's not always possible, but I love to figure things out. And the how you're talking about, it's built into entrepreneurial world because like you said, you bump, you jumped a couple jobs. Mostly we do that when we're younger, but I think that's also the entrepreneurial spirit in, okay, let me discover something new, you know, definition of the word entrepreneur. So it's uh, bringing all of this to the world because you're obviously um, like radiating that. Right. And and that I, that I feel like is the truthfulness in, in where people find you um, and how they connect with you and the work that you're doing. And I, I love the magic letter and the formulas and all that. Uh, we are, I think our brain really loves that. It wants to dream big, but it also, wants what's my step and if I don't know right. the step where's this person that does know that step and is that person who knows that step someone who hears me who sees me who isn't just going to tell me what job to go do but right. um is going to help walk with me guide me even sometimes yeah. so I, yeah. lo- I love this work so where where can people find you
1: um com is really the place my home <laughs> Uh, you can learn about my other programs. So this is a program for professionals, but I also lead programs for students. I also uh, work with um, leaders. I have a program for leaders that looking for what's next for them. I work with CEOs, organizations, mm-hmm. and I have a program organizationally to transform organizations to make them values-driven and, and purpose-driven organizations. So I do a lot of interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, it, it sounds like it. it. It feels like a little bit of a – It's it's like a – Playground where there's work to be done, <laughs> you know. Exactly. So it's being on the um, the playfulness of it, the excitement of it, uh, and you get to act. You get to create, and you get to help bring the change to the world. That is sometimes scary for people. Um,
1: and if, if somebody is listening to this, and they said, "Okay, this sounds great. I can't wait." I'm ready. Then you go to thekorealeap.com and that's that's a website about my program. So you can go ahead and
0: register there. And this will all be in the show notes. We'll put the links in. Excellent. um, And in the whatever social media stuff that goes out. You know, Michelle is my amazing woman. Um, She is an amazing woman and she works with me is the way that sentence should have come out. Uh, So it'll all be in there clickable. Make it easy for people. Uh, And then we'll you know tag you too so that you'll they can also find your social media and all that jazz so thank you so much i really appreciate it any it's my pleasure i i said from the beginning if i don't know about something i will find you the people that do um and i will have them on because then like go to the source man just go to the source so i really appreciate it it's so wonderful to have you to get to know you and um to see what else you're going to offer the world
1: Thank you so much, Vicki. I appreciate your time.
0: My pleasure. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website vickibaird.com or at Coach Vicki Baird on all the social platforms.